Like, I don't even want my own name. I want my name to now be a sound that you can only simulate, like, dragging um, a pig through dirt. Like, mm. like I just... Why am I, why am I giving them any easy access to me? Like, what's your name? And I'll say, it's 18 musical notes. See, dude, Chinese right there. It's, it's <laughs> Oh, dude, everything sounds like Chinese to me. You ring a little bell, it sounds Chinese. I'm like, everything's racist. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you. Hello. Hey, man. How are you? Pretty good. If you, it doesn't sound Chinese, but it could be. How? <laughs> how are you? Is it is it Chinese or like a disability? You're like, oh. That's the thing with Chinese, dude. Is it's like I don't know any other tonal languages. Like, what tonal languages are there? The thing with a tonal language like Chinese is if you're making weird tones, like weird noises, like that, it sounds Chinese, dude. Dude, that's my favourite is like the that uh, person in Liverpool that knocked her head and she woke up with a Chinese accent. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, it's it's called uh, Voicetopia. And she's like, <laughs> me number nine, I live in number nine in Scousey. I don't want to do it on this because I'm, I'm pretty sure we haven't filtered everyone out. There must be a few people. Imagine if someone like 78 episodes or 83 in is like, whoa, easy. Like, like they didn't know what they were in for. Whoa. That's a lot. This one was too much. This one was the one that they oh, no. put their hands up and said, no, not for me. Not anymore. Dude, it's actually amazing filter because Netflix, all of the Yanks, all the Yankee Doodle Yanks are doing v- Vietnamese. Gillis is doing Vietnamese. They're doing whatever the fuck they want. Mm. Downsy, this and that. And then the Australians, who only sell like dinner plates to a couple of housewives, we're in there going, oh, we're trying to hold the ethics up. I'm like, just give in. Let's do some <laughs> ma, 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 ma. Do you know that's where the money is? The thing with all of those people who get hit in the head and they wake up and they're speaking yeah. French or Chinese or whatever, they uh, they they can do the noises, but it's never the actual language. And then they have like because it's a it's a mental thing, right? Like they they are lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hit their head and they're like, maybe man, it'd be so funny if I was if I was Chinese. Yeah. And then, like, a doctor shows up and he's like, man, I'm Chinese. You're not saying anything that makes sense. But they have to commit. They're now, then they're stuck in this sort it was of... Exactly what exactly what I said on a... That Tourette's is the, per, the best stand-up. Mm-hmm. Tourette's is effectively perfect comedy. All that anyone's trying to do is just get Tourette's. They're trying to, trying to say the unexpected, say the worst possible thing in every situation. And it's like, that was all that Curb Your Enthusiasm was. It was Tourette's. Just saying the worst conceivable thing and everything. Where you just go, oh, your food, this food tastes like shit. And they're like, what the, what have you done, Larry? I don't like it. What have I meant to say? It's overcooked. It's fucking overcooked, you whore. You're a slut. Everyone thinks you're a slut. What are you saying about my wife? You're a loser. You have a dead-end job, Nigel. 
And we're like, how good is Larry? Saying what we all want. Basically, I'm shocked that everyone, it's only autists, autistics <laughs> in the comedy game. Everyone should just be Tourette's. Tourette's rules. <laughs> Tourette's rules. But you know what? Can you even make, are there certain sounds that have been taken? Like a whale sound? Like, is that, is that offensive? And that's what I was saying about Chinese, dude. Like with a tonal language, if you're, if the, if you're, if the to- noises that you're making, the tones are too far away from the like median range. Yeah, yeah. You start to sound like you're insulting uh, the Chinese language. You know, you grab a balloon and you hold it and you make that. Yes. That could yes. that could be racist. Or like you're at a, a, a petrol station putting fuel. You, you know, you're putting air in your wheels and it's there's a hissing sound and you end up arrested for a race crime. They're like, that sounds. And they're like, hey, all I was doing. That's just a winch. Pulling something up on a trade site, and they're like, "Well, it needs to be chained. You're going to have to oil that chain because it's sounding like." That's the beginning of Chinese. Man, did you see? Speaking of, did you see Albanese inviting Xi Jinping to Australia, sort of to I think to survey the land like Simba and a Lion King? Like all of this will be yours one day. Yeah, yeah, dude, and it's like, like he's going to need you. <laughs> like, like he's like, hey, we'll fucking. I think we'll get the lay of the land once we bomb the fuck of you. A lot of this landscape's gonna change. <laughs> like once the nukes rain down, Albanese man, Alba fucking sneezy. We're doormat boy. <laughs> he fucking bends for everyone. This guy used to be in Marrickville operating the sausage sizzle. He didn't even know how to say no to a surf life saving fun run fundraiser. I'm like, dude, I saw him. At that footy game, and he, he fucking was operating the sausage sizzle for three hours. You know that cuck person that ends up just um, at Bunnings, you know, like that, that can't say no? And they're like, oh, we'll be right back. And he's there for four hours grilling sausages, and he wasn't angry. He's just a weak man that's like, you know, he's like this, um, they'll be back. They'll be back. <laughs> I heard today an announcement on the radio that they were going to have a formal, finally, the wait's over, a sorry Formaldehyde babies. We're finally going to apologise. The 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 middle the fuck. What is it? Formaldehyde. No, it's formaldehyde. I know. I know the word you're saying. Formaldehyde. It's formaldehyde. It's the deformed babies, right? Dude, they they um. No, no, but I'm saying like that's a bit. That's a long time coming. I didn't know anyone had resisted the saying an apology to that. I thought as soon as they gave that, it's meant to settle your stomach, right, when you're pregnant. Yeah. And it turned out it it uh, just separated the lip from the brain and made a fucking yeah. It was not good. Aqua baby. Thalidomide. Thalidomide, but was they, it bad? They, uh, they had a big payout to people who suffered from it, man. Yeah, but they, uh, they said they finally, the wait's over, we're going to apologise. No, 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 no. Like, I, I know, but like, I, I, who's apologising? Because they already paid a bunch of people who suffered. No, well, well, it was on the radio. They had the big, big payouts. There was a comic in Brisbane who uh, like had some kind of birth defect from thalidomide. Did he? Yeah, and they, they, he got like a big payout. Is it a defect if they tried to put these people in water? They might be mutant. They might be actually be superpower. <laughs> where you go, holy fuck. He's swimming underwater and he seems to be breathing. And we're like, do you know what I mean? Like, you never know. That's disappointing about all, like, all birth defects, all of, uh, like, we've, you know, we've had Fukushima and Chernobyl, all of these yeah. quite huge catastrophes, lots of radiation. 
And there's no birth defect has ever been like a cool power. That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't Pfizer be able to find a benefit and go, hey, um, yeah, you say disability. We say, have you ever put your head in a vat of water? Uh, you can breathe through your eyes. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, you can hang on to the side of seaweed. You can actually consume underwater seaweed. Do you know what I mean? Like, there must be some benefit to every defect. And I'm like, hey, have you tried to whistle through that cleft lip? The sound of an angel. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what would it be with the the thalidomide? Like you, you're missing, you're missing an arm. No, it's an aqua people. You're missing an arm, but you never, you never feel nauseous. You've never felt like you can go, you can read in the car. You can do whatever you like. You're never getting seasick. Like that's your cool superpower is the inability to feel nauseous. We feel bad that you don't have limbs, but, uh, have you considered the fact you've never been seasick? <laughs> Big problem for a lot of people. And you get you get uh, nauseous on heights. Do you know if you stood somewhere high, you'll be very relaxed. You'll be pleased to know you're very there's no inertia. Have you done have you gone at G Force six? Because guess what? You'll love it. It is great. That cleft lip at fucking G Force power. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you might that's a whole evolutionary cycle mm. it is all mutations can potentially be a benefit maybe the formaldehyde people are the only ones that ai want when they destroy it all <laughs> do you know someone was saying that to me and it was funny they were like i'm talking to the, the natural ruler and chat gpt for when they take over so that they could assist <laughs> and they're like why the fuck would ai want humans like you're not gonna have a part do you know what i mean even if you're totally compliant why would they use us? It's a good argument, don't you think? <laughs> like, like what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, I'm saying like when AI takes over as if they're going to keep a handful of humans around and go, you know what? They amuse me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They're useless. Yeah. It'd, be for, it'd be for things like plumbing, man. That's the stuff they can't do. They can't. There's, AI can't, uh, like those fine motor skills. Yeah, guess what? They don't shit. They don't shit, dude. They don't waste resources like that. Okay, Only well then human. let's say let's say basic electrical work, like getting in the walls, whatever it is, like those things, that's where it falls apart, man. Yeah, but they'll, you can just tie a flashlight to a cockroach or a little rat. <laughs> run a rat on a string. <laughs> Why did they use more don't you think, stuff? Don't you think you would have like a... a like a small group of enslaved tradies to, to do your, your AI bidding. That'd be the thing, man. I suppose they would have them like, do you know, like maybe to clean the dust fan on the monitor, they go in and blow. Yeah. Or, you know, to get into weird spots. So you probably keep them just for convenience. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because it's going to be a long time before you've figured out like those fine motor skills for a for an AI powered robot, you know. I saw Ronnie Cheng had done his um, he had he did our bit, like obviously it was in the media about ChatGPT. Which bit? Oh, about how they had um the CEO had been lying. Oh yeah, because yeah. he hosts he's host that show now, or he had a trial host. Which show? This guy. Everything's come up roses for Ronnie. Hey, pretty <laughs> <laughs> much. It's like he fucking. He's got the dream life. Like, everything worked. I've never met anyone like this. Is this guy the luckiest fuck of all time? Like, People love Ronnie, man. And he's the nicest dude. Dude, he started comedy. Within weeks, he sponsored the largest Chinese beer band. I'm like, he's still doing 
open micers with me. Like, how come he's getting... Why is his face on a bottle? And I'm like, is this guy the luckiest human ever born? <laughs> I mean, like, he's the only open micer that was actually had a brand deal for a national liquor company that maybe made him half a million dollars and he still didn't have a type five. I'm like, <laughs> where has that ever happened? And then he has basically been sent to torment all other comics, mm. their jealousy and bitterness. Just watching him and you're just like, it's just so abundantly apparent that we shouldn't be doing stand-up when you see how easy it was for him and yeah. how hard we've worked. He's magnetic, man. People want to be around him. They want to help him. They want to lift him up. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah, you're very angry. Because I'm jealous. jealous. Very angry. You know what happened? That came up and it, it said after, and I've done this a lot, the algorithm asked, do you want to see more or less of these types of videos? And I'm like, less! <laughs> I've done it for everyone. What's this? Dude, I'm literally going wild. Every comic's IG has a million views on one clip. I don't know what they are, but even a guy, an open micer here, that I don't even know if he speaks English. Like, he's new to the country. This is a sash guy. No, I looked on his, his IG, two $1.8 million view, uh, views on a reel of his stand-up. Stuff that, like, he's bombing. This guy's bombing every show. I'm like, this was his trial show to his family. <laughs> 1.8 million people <laughs> loving it. There's not even a punchline. I don't understand what it is. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And the algorithm's gone, oh, more, 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 more. And I'm like, Fuck. Fuck! <laughs> Fucking life sucks! <laughs> but then the worst part is the only videos I've got is that teddy bear act out, <laughs> which looks like I'm doing it in a shed, or one video footage from a trial show, mm. which was the beginning of circling the drain. And I swear and say fucking cunt, cunt, cunt mm. about 50 times because I'm basically having a panic attack. It's the only footage I have of my stand-up is the first time I ever did an hour on stage. Those are the only clips I can put up. The very first hour... The trial show. I'd never been on stage more than 20 minutes. And I'm like, guess what, you lazy shit? That's the only clips I have access to to put into the algorithm. And I'm like, they, yeah, they don't go well. <laughs> and then Ronnie Chang is fucking in Marvel. I saw a fucking cartoon. They made a whole movie about Ronnie, Mr. Snippy. <laughs> Mr. Snippy. It's, uh, he's the new fucking, um, you know that grasshopper that sung? I'm looking this up now. Hold on. He's Mr. Snippy, the Christmas movie. Mr. It's based on Ronnie Chang, his voice. Mr. Snippy comes down. And it's like that grasshopper that sung Eliza Doolittle. Wait, what's that fucking movie with the grasshopper that whispers in your ear? Isn't that also Pinocchio? Jiminy yeah, Cricket. Jiminy Cricket has been replaced. It's now called Mr. Snipchy. It's <laughs> fucking Ronnie Chang is the new fucking Jiminy Cricket. They've just changed time. Moby Dick is Ronnie Chang. Man, I don't know. Like, I can't. I can't find this. I don't. I don't know. How. Do you know what's? You know what's actually doing my head as and well mm. is I cannot escape comedians. Like I, every ad is comedians. Mm. Everything is comedians. And we've spoken about it before. Bus stops are comedians. So if they're not bombing on stage, I see them bombing fucking on the side of a bus stop. I'm like, <laughs> when can I stop seeing these cunts? They're fucking, they're, the algorithm knows that I do stand-up, so I'm seeing all their fucking podcast shit. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, I need to clear my head. I'll go for a drive. 
on the drive, every bus stop is a fucking comic doing better than me. Waving. Man, you... um, 15 grand to say they can't get erections. You made it through the license suspension time successfully. You didn't get... Oh, dude, guess what? (laughs) No rules apply. (laughs) I did it. And you know what? I didn't do it. You can't prove it now because it's it's post-hamius. Humius. What's it? In the past. Post-humius? Post-humorous is after death. No, there's some... There's some... Anyway, listen. (laughs) It all works. And you know what was so crazy? I, I, I'd set it up, like, the company name, my license. Posthumous. Not posthumous. Posthumous. Yeah, posthumous is after death. Posthumous. Yeah, yeah, but you know what's so good is now it didn't exist, but I've kept the same structure because I suddenly realised, like, why do you ever want the police or anyone to know where you live or who you are? I'm like, this structure that I've got where the, the company car and then my license is put to a false address and redirected theoretically, allegedly, police, if you're listening right now. Guess what? Have you done the Have you done the switch out with the car so it's under the company name now? Yeah, yeah. And also, my license is now affixed to an, a random address and I've got to redirect back to another address. So basically, I've set up as if I've got a criminal enterprise, but all I'm doing is avoiding um, parking fines <laughs> and random. <laughs> I'm just avoiding speeding tickets. But I thought, you know what? Maybe I never want... Why did I even want... Like, I don't even want my own name. I want my name to now be a sound that you can only simulate, like, dragging um, a pig through dirt. Like, mm. like I just... Why am I, why am I giving them any easy access to me? Like, what's your name? And I'll say, it's 18 musical notes. See, dude, Chinese right there. It's, it's <laughs> oh, dude, everything sounds like Chinese to me. You ring a little bell, it sounds Chinese. I'm like, everything's racist. I had a little door creak and I was like, is that racist? Is the door being racist? I bashed it off its hinges. That, that a, a squeaky door could be another race. So I have to hit it. They're racist. Everything's racist. But we already done that on this pod. What, the fact that you, what have we done? The fact that you sit with your friends at school is your problem. If you truly wanted to be, um, if you truly wanted to end racism, even in you, you shouldn't have friend groups. It's disgusting that you're excluding other people. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. Um, well, the exclusion of anyone is the creation of the same fucking problem. I know. Sit with everyone. I know. But then we talked about how, uh, like, is it? Can you have a good birthday party without? Not inviting yeah, someone. Yeah yeah, 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 it has to be. I've gone very dissociative now. <laughs> it's crazy. What do you mean? Just life is like I feel like I'm in a like. Do you do you feel like you're looking through like a sheet of glass? I just feel like you know when you had a, a fake model world where you had little train tracks going through it. It's almost like that now. Like people don't seem real. Everything they said seems totally absurd. I'm like. It feels like it's a waxworks. I feel like I'm basically living in Madame Tussauds. Yeah. Except they're verbal. That's, uh, I and think I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And this woman's like, ha ha. Even when I was walking to this pod. Oh, sorry, I opened the door near you. And I was like, well, fuck. And then I, I, can't, I can't tell if they can hear what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I, I'm saying vicious, nastier and nastier stuff to them to see if they react. You're uh, you're pretty accurately describing derealization. Uh, I I now whisper, death is coming when I go past anyone over sixty. Death is coming. I said, where will they die? Where will they die? <laughs> <laughs> where will they die? 
Where will I die? Do you think maybe it's derealization that you're experiencing? Dude, it is the ultimate realization. <laughs> where you realize it's a weird script. Man, script. not not derealization, man. You're experiencing derealization. <laughs> Christmas kills me, though. Christmas kills me because um, just uh, the number of smiles. It's insane. <laughs> just looking at these people smiling so much. Just From- seeing like their, their mood lift. With no, like, notable change, just a general agreement that there's a big day where we all get drunk and eat turkey, and, and that's such a big deal to these people. How have you... How, how are you so certain that the association is between Christmas and the... Why, like, that's the reason why people are smiling. I just find it so weird feeling the mood lift as people think, we've done it, another year... Did we make some of our goals? Yeah, we had our New Year resolutions. Did we achieve all of them? None. We achieved none of them. But we're around and, we you know, a, a new year, a new me, a fucking nightmare continues, cunt. But why are you, why are you ascribing, why are you joining those two, jo- two dots? Are you seeing people in public and they're dressed Christmassy or are you just like... I just see crazy things, right? I drove past a new, board ha- a new build house and I knew, like, oh, this is someone's fucking dream. One of those shit Dale Orcock piece of shit, mm. three-bed white monstrosities, soulless fucking, better off building it at a Lego, just fucked. And out the front they had four candy canes for no reason, just dug into the dirt. And I was just like, what a fucking joke. Just <laughs> nothing else. And I was just like... Oh, I, well, I guess this is Christmas. And, uh, just, and just imagining this piece of shit that put, went to Spotlight and I don't know why they bought four and I don't know why they were randomly placed. Like there's a lot of brickwork. It, this is maybe like 20, 30 metres street front and for a metre and a half there's four candy cans dug into the dirt and that to me summed it all up. Just arbitrary sort of gestures, just weird shit. Literally forced into the dirt. Dude, and just the idea of them imagining, well, it's Christmas coming up. We'll have to do something, Jeff. You pop into Spotlight and get some candy canes. And then just whoever put them in just having such disinterest that they're not even like spread out, that they're just four shoved together into dirt because they haven't grown lawn because it's Dale Orcock and they didn't get the garden package. So they've only got sand. (laughs) They've only got fucking sand. And they dug four in. And then I was wondering, like, what, are they going to have fucking family photos in front of that shit? And it's just it's just the thought of, just the idea that everyone does the same stuff. The, the concept that everyone's got to race out to get a ham and a fucking turkey. Like, that no one goes, you know what, I'll get fucking trout. Maybe have fish like my ex's mum did. She hot fish on a 50 degree day. We had to have fucking fish. Fish soup, fish eyes. But I'm like, at least she was different. Mm. As everyone cuts the, um, as everyone scoops into the trifle, careful, there's a fair bit of brandy in there. <laughs> it's so annoying, dude. Yeah, I mean, tur- look, turkey sucks. Uh, Christmas ham also pretty shit. Like, to be honest, I wouldn't want to eat it any other time of the year. It's, that's the reason, man. Like, it's a big, uh, it's a big push because when else are you having these fucking... These awful meats. Dude, I used to be like that. And I'm, I'm a nihilist, so I'm like a negative cunt. But I'm like, I 
just seeing, you know, it's the equivalent to those barbecue aprons. Do you know the ones where they've got something silly yeah. written on it? Yeah. And you, you go, oh, this is, and you imagine their glee. And a lot of the dads at the school are like this. The glee where they, do you know, like virtually in my head, they're those fake breast aprons. Yeah. And they think, oh, this will be all right. This will be all right. And it's going, jingle bells, pull my dick. <laughs> or like maybe maybe not that, but jingle bells, jingle my bells. And there's a big pointing at his ball sack. And you <laughs> yeah. just, you have the memory of him when he bought his four candy canes. And he also thought, this will go down well when we do the prawns. Do we, No one likes prawns, but we do prawns because we watch that Croc Dundee ad. That fucking Jim Carrey chuck, <laughs> chuck a shrimp on the barbie. Australia Day. Oh, we'll have, put some pork on the put some pork on the barbie because we've been advertised to. And then I just I imagine him loading it up, and he's they. The worst is the matching when the couple's both wearing aprons. Mm-hmm. Tweedledee and Tweedle fucking dumb is all it should write on it. And they wander around and they try, it's like New Year's, they try so hard to make it fun because it's all they've got. Yeah. You can see the, 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 come on! And then, you know, things get a bit drunk and they push everyone in the pool and they're just like, this has to work because this is it for us. This fucking better be a good day. Yeah. You've worked all year for that moment. And you're like, this is the moment. Like these genetic links, these eight Yeah, it's the same, it's the same as uh, the big planned holiday because you've got, you have three weeks for the, of the year that you've, that have, like, that have put aside for the holiday. So if it's not a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be good. And you get wrapped up in the planning of it. And it, it, it's more, uh, it's more imagined than it is experienced. And then there's a lot of arguments, but I always wonder, like, they're always put out by strangers. So, like, if a if a girl brings her new partner, it changes. They've always – I feel like they're on t- t- display. Like, y- you can feel the uncle trying to make it look better than it normally is. Right. You know when there's an independent witness around and you mm. can feel that uh, the family's lit up, they're on best behaviour trying to, like, impress? Yeah, everything becomes a bit of a show. And they're, they're demonstrating their genes. Look at this. We're Yeah, we're fun-loving. <laughs> we're fun-loving. We're all desk, desk jockeys. We all do boring jobs, but like, <laughs> I'm wearing my Tweedledee fucking apron. And look at me, pinched, I pinched someone's butt on the way through. <laughs> ah, you got to have fun, can't, don't you, Jeff? You got to have fun. You only live once. Let's go have a cigar. I was watching uh, some fucking Our Planet documentary the other day. Yeah. You know, every fucking bird in the rainforest, you've got the... Uh, You've got the the regular looking female of the species, yeah. and then you have the male, and it's like bright blue with yellow bits coming off of it, and yeah, it has yeah. to learn like a forty five minute dance, and it has to do a huge dance in the middle of this patch of rainforest that it's cleared of everything to impress the female, yeah, yeah. and it gets two seconds on the back of it if it if it works out, it gets to bust, and it's done. That's 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 all of life, dude. That is what I find so funny because you watch. Those nature documentaries and humans are like, fuck, that's a lot. But then you see them all in their pink pop collars with the Rolex watch and the, you know what I mean? You see, I remember when I used to go to the Cod Hotel and I saw like 50 guys with pink collars popped up and they all had white shoes on. And I'm like, it's actually the same thing, right? But they can't see it for that. Well, the bird bird thing is exactly the same as having the, 
like someone's bringing the the new girlfriend over for Christmas. It's the same sort of everything's on, everyone's on display, best behavior, got to impress. It's all part of the dance, man. And and then it's the same. You get like um, uh, Eminem come on, and you see three of the birds' heads pluck up. Then my tea's gone cold and wandering down. And they're doing like a slow rap to it. My baby, or oh, rah. And they've got like moves. And like you see them at the nightclub. That's probably not a good song. They're probably not playing that. But if it, <laughs> do you know, when they, you know when they've got, you know when you see someone's got a party trick? I love a party trick. Mm-hmm. Where they go, he's got to do it. you got to do it. And it's like, you lose yourself in the moment. There's no moment, the moment. And I love a night out where you rip, you trick a guy into doing his stand, you lose yourself in the moment rap. And he's up there and he's a bit awkward because he's in the counts and you can see him like, and you slowly he gets confident and he doesn't realise people like me are just mocking him. And I, the reason I'm clapping and loud is because it's hilarious. He's like a wind-up doll, but he's in there. Move it, move it. You're going to shove it. And I'm like, what a fucking turd. But there's, there are people with um, party tricks. Do you know the party trick, mm. boy? There's people that go out and have certain manoeuvres where they'll show like um, drinking a beer boo one. They open it on the eye and then do the, the hurricane. Yeah. What are some other ones I can think of? I, I used to do the um, fighting under your armpit and you do... Um, they told me Your party trick was doing it for armpit fart noises I did armpit fart noises to Parappa pum pum Rappa pum pum Rappa pum pum And that, that was when I was about five though I can't grew it But I, I remember thinking Wow and My granddad would do it And we're like We've got them in the palm of our hands But then you realise like you can get pigeons with any seed in the hands. Do you know what I mean? You haven't done anything. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not being that. You just start to realise people get impressed. Like the, my favourite is the heavy set girl that would do that um, snake on the ground. The worm. You know, so, you know a, a big, a bigger, a bigger one that would do a worm. Drunk worms. Drunk worms rule. Hey. <laughs> and they, the, you know what the, we used to do at a period was that uh, human pyramids. That was popular. <laughs> where are you doing human pyramids? You're just at a festival wherever. You just build a pyramid out of people. And then when you fail, you try to put your knee into someone. <laughs> no, nah, I didn't do that. No. But um, a, a drunk worm's the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, a, lot of, a lot of it is like an older, an older relative uh, appropriating some kind of hip-hop culture. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jeff can beatbox. You've got to see him beatbox. Oh, and Jeff's like... 58, he's real old, glasses, yeah, 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 yeah. scrawny. And it makes sense. It makes sense when you're young because I remember like they'll play like, can't touch this, and you point to your penis, but you're like four <laughs> or you're eight or something. But then you actually have this real jarring moment where you see like a 60-year-old uncle doing the same joke and you're like, oh, we don't really ever evolve. <laughs> can't touch this. Why won't you dance to me? And he's on the esky. Do you know when they, they've got a certain look mm. with their dance? I've realised everyone's got one pose that they've got in their drunk dance. Do you, know, do you have a certain move you do? You don't dance. I don't drink really either, so... <laughs> Man, I like a good, uh, I like a good Melbourne shuffle, dude. You know, <laughs> it's all, it's all really hard, yeah, yeah. hard EDM, EDM stuff that I like. But no, I don't, no, you I know, don't. You know, 
I had a wedding and I often used to get my shirt off and then put my tie around my neck <laughs> like a ninja. And then one of the other things I'd do is spray beers. I'd get both beers and just... <laughs> just at weddings. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like get beers and I would... Sh- like do like Formula One, like you've won the race. Yeah. And spray the crowd in circles. <laughs> we used to do that with um, champagne as well. You'd get two bottles of champagne expensive and then spray everyone in the face as you spun around. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those... Um, what's annoying is... When you get trapped by the same game you did, you know when you get the dork to do karaoke or do his fucking worm and you're all actually mocking him and going, he's such a fucking dickhead. That's happened to me at weddings where I've got my shirt off. I've got my shirt off and my like tiny dick and like I'm half naked and then I look up and I see three of the guys filming me but in a scornful mocking way. And then through the drunk, I'm like, I'm getting fucked. They fucking tricked me. And it's too late because I'm like, and I'm like, anyone, especially with alcohol, can fall victim to being the, the, the school bus dickhead. Do you know the nerd that gets his dick out and everyone actually then calls him slim dick for the rest of his life? And Do you know what I mean? Like the, the guy that gets put up to her. But everyone's had that moment where you realise you don't have friends. They're scorning you. And they're 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 trauma bond they're bonding off your trauma, <laughs> like it's exactly what we said for the birthday. You suddenly realise, oh, I am helping build a lifelong friendship, but it's between those two guys <laughs> that have talked me into doing this. I will now be their story. Remember when Wolfie did that? Yeah, you can see his fucking he had shit all up the side of his back. He's singing fucking can't touch this, pointing at his asshole. Wow, what a great show. If you want more Sure Thing, check out the Patreon. Longer episodes, Patreon-exclusive episodes every week, and most importantly, it's the best way to show you care. Patreon.com, Sure Thing. Someone pointed out to me that you, uh, you, seem, to be, you seem to be searching for some kind of uh, like romantic idea of uh, authenticity at the moment. Oh, what do you mean, man? I think I'm waiting for, a, 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 like, um, the apocalypse. Like, I want to see a big wave on the horizon. Like, what, uh, yeah, what What you've been talking about recently is so, sort of, uh, like, a 19th century romantic uh, idea of, a, like, a search for authenticity. Like, it's, a, uh, it's the breakdown of other people's uh, disingenuous moments or behaviours or... Uh, like traditions, just ideas of, of... Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm disassembling it, but I, I feel like I'm more... I'm not really on a search. It's more like in that final scene of Point Break where the guy just paddles out and goes, I'll see you. You know, it's, it's Big but Wednesday. That is, that's what I mean. That is a, that is a search. It's Big Wednesday and he, pad, and he paddles out and, you know, he goes, I won't be coming back in. And you just paddle. <laughs> I think that moment, that moment is definitely like a like a romantic, auth- uh, authentic moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. everything else has been stripped away. He, the, the gang's not there anymore. It's not yeah. about the money. It's just about what it was always about, man. Which was one man and the waves coming together, bro. It's all yes. about that, dude. It's all about getting them fucking hanged hands, man. It's it's that inept feeling where you realize you're. A feeble little bitch. It's like the guy that um, the guy that tries to stand up to the high school bullies, and he's like fucking, and he throws the punch, and then 
this is where I'm at right now. And then it's much worse. They're holding him down, dropping loogies in my mouth. And I'm like, there's a bit where they go and they grab my bag and they're like, winky, winky, stuck him in the dinky. And I'm like, fuck off. And then I finally go like, fucking, that's enough, Roderick. <laughs> fucking go. And then they're like, oh, this is the moment I'm in. Oh, he's standing up for himself. And Ness, I'm about to have the worst moment of my life where I'm actually stripped naked. They shave me down and spitting on me. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's actually this futile lashing out at the world, but it's about to fucking steamroll me. Like point break. <laughs> I'm about to get dumped and destroyed. I'm yelling shit on the street and suddenly some old guy's going to go, what's that? What did you say? Death's coming. Fuck, I'll have you know. And then he just beat me, beat me heavily with his walking stick. And I eventually I'm on the ground going, leave it. I'm sorry, I'm not mentally well. I was being stupid, okay? I shouldn't have said it, okay? I'm sorry. And he's like, shut your mouth, you little fucking upstart. And I'm like, I'm sorry, okay? I'm just angry. I'm just hurt, okay? I'm sorry. I don't feel connected anymore, okay? I'm having dissociative thoughts. I'm not welcome. I'm looking into a snow globe. That's it, man. Not feeling connected anymore, which is... Uh like it makes I'm unwired. It makes sense, man. I'm no longer plugged in. It's very difficult to uh you start seeing all of the disingenuous things that people are doing around you. And it's easy to categorize everything as uh like a, a disingenuous uh Dude, it has got insane, man. Like I'll go to the shopping malls and just walk around and it's just crazy to me. It's like um I'm these are just like you're not in the real world. I'm just looking around just Almost overwhelmed at the footage. Just going, what is this? Where the fuck are we? Do you oh, know what I mean? Man, I, I know what I'm sensing. I'm sensing a little callback to that uh, that uh, simulation simulacra thing we were talking about. Yeah, the, the supermarket's a perfect example of it because every it's it's absurd uh, to see everybody in like this whitewashed halogen light it's crazy yeah 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 naturally it would never happen like they've they've got a they've got a mango in one hand and like yeah. and, and sheep in the other and like how would you get those two th- they never they never existed in the same place in the natural world none of it makes sense to me anymore dude and it, I suppose I, I summed it up last week when I was getting angry with seeing people outside of my vehicle just eating or moving <laughs> I'll see things that infuriate me do you know at T-ball and I'll see like a married couple just touch hands and look at each other and smile and I'm like, what is this shit? <laughs> Fucking overdone. I'm like, what's, it, what's this? Sh-? The worst is I, I keep going, I, I keep going to parks and just lying in them <clears throat> and then the parks get destroyed by someone. There's one where these, uh, obviously this couple are cheating on their husband and wife. <coughs> They're in like utility clothes and they come and have picnics and then make out heavily on the lawn. <laughs> So I had to stop going there because I thought – I came a few times to see if it was regular and it was like, yeah, they grope each other under that tree every fucking day at about 1 o'clock. I don't know if they work at like Vodafone or Tesla or some shit. <laughs> but they had like utility shit on. But then yesterday I went to a park and I just like lay in a park and it was just – everything's annoying. There was someone – a street cleaner that came and then there were two ravens like – they, they're called ravens here. They're crows, whatever. Yeah. But um, just squawking almost at me, like, you know, knocking on the chamber door. And I was lying and they were just, rah, rah. And I was like, I eventually had to like try throw things at them and they flew 
they flew off. But I was saying like, there was no moment, no reprieve from the simulation, dude. Even when I said, even when I had that moment with the fly screen that I ran with the beekeepers <laughs> thing, yeah, and, the, and your, the flies would normally your like beekeeper outfit, yeah. The flies would normally break my stream of consciousness mm-hmm. by like going up my nose so that I short circuited <laughs> any thought of like introspection or, or reflection. <laughs> so, so, but even them draping on the net, I realized it taken me out of the moment because I was aware that there were 10 flies resting on the fly screen. I was looking at them. Also, because, like, also just, maybe because we had been talking about the, uh, like you looking like a beekeeper while you're going for a run. So you're also thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're thinking about our dissection of it at the same time. <laughs> Beekeepers. Oh, dude, they must be crazy when someone gets in my state for other people to see it. <laughs> because I am acting ridiculous. Yeah, well, you're, yeah, you're yelling at people. That's uh, like you're searching. No, not just yelling. Like we had out the front of our house a bee. Did I tell you how we had the beehive? No. And I took it out. I don't think so. Did you wear your suit for it? I just drowned them all. I drowned <laughs> them with hose. Dude, dude, hold on. <laughs> you, had a, you had a beehive outside. Yeah, and I just slaughtered it. You can't drown bees, man. You can't be doing that. I know. I felt bad, dude. What you- I didn't do it. Delete this. Delete this. Dude, did you, no, but what I was saying. Did you drown bees? I wasn't trying to drown them. I wanted to try and move them on. Yeah. With water. And what happened? With water. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you- water, water, water sedates them. Honeybees. Water doesn't sedate bees, man. Dude, they, we had a fucking beehive there, okay? So yeah, I that's covered what, in water. That's, what they did, that's the civil rights movement as well, man. They got those fire trucks out there. Like, water, it sedates, it sedates the protest. Okay, anyway, well, I sprayed it, and then I took to it with a baseball bat, and I realised <laughs> the neighbour might have seen me. Dude, it's bees. You're supposed to call someone to come and get the bees, man. Well, rest assured they're gone now. The bees are dying, dude. They're gone now. Please, they, they were wasps or something. Like, they had to have been. Yeah, well, let's say it was wasps for the pod. Fuck me. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're going extinct as well. Everyone's going extinct. <laughs> okay, so... Dude, you- I didn't do the bee thing, but what I was going to say was in my mania just to create, like, chaos, I realised people, if someone followed me around, it would be crazy ride about what I do. Just crazy shit. No, I didn't, look, I didn't hurt the bee. Delete the bee bit because I want to keep my likability up to get some Patreons. <laughs> I didn't hurt bees. Get rid of bees because it's the same with Albanese. I'm, I'm not worried getting rid of some people, people vote for Albanese, so I'm like, let's just fucking pretend he's all right. He's a cuck in the cupboard, dude. So you relocated. He's a cuck in the cupboard. Albanese, Alba Sneezy, man. This guy is basically watching his wife get fucked from a cupboard. You know it. <laughs> He's a pussy, dude. He's such a weak puss. He's saying sorry to everyone. That's, uh, that, you know, the people pleaser. You don't apologize. What you, are you, you, don't, you don't ask. For- How do you feel about the derealization? Oh, dude, it's crazy, man. Just being like out of it it's it's a weird sort of liberating moment of freedom and then also complete loneliness and isolation at the same time but there is a joy in it to just be totally detached from everything you know how they always talk about time that every moment is all happening at once Mm -hmm. and it's just our concept that it's spread out that everything happened at once feels like that right you're aware of that it feels like you're aware of that 
Yeah. That you're aware that all of time happened at one moment, which is obviously the physics theory, right? It feels like you're capable of, of grasping that in your eye, in your mind. Yeah, yeah. That is dissociation. I, I kind of know what you mean. It feels like you understand it. No, like you can conceptualize of, you know how in your head days are weeks and months and it's linear? Yeah. You can f- conceive of it as, a, as an instance, everything, all of time. I do know because I've experienced derealization through like through acid, but then also uh, like through flashbacks almost. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll, uh, if, I, uh, if I have, uh, if I'm really tired or something, I can occasionally yeah, yeah. Go, like, go to that That's place. That's it, dude. Yeah, it's deja vu, right? You know when you feel deja vu and there's sort of a, an airiness to it, like, fuck, mm. that happened before. But it also is dissociative in a way because it makes you feel like how fake everything is in yeah. a way. It's sort of like a glitch in the matrix. Like It helps you to see through reality. The conscious experience, like you start to become aware of um, of there being chemicals and feelings and so, like, just sound, sounds and sights and nothing being real. And it's actually a fucking elevated feeling, man. You feel like, wow. But then also it's like what we said, becoming aware you're in the experiment and then you start banging on the glass, yeah. which is what I've been doing. Hello. I have to shake myself out of it. Like that, I can, I can do that if I feel... It's almost like you can. I can feel it on the edges of my vision. Like I can feel it. Yeah, yeah. Like starting to happen, and I have to. Oh, oh shit! Try and shake it away, because uh, it's sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a very scary place to be in. It's not good. It's what it's it's what's at the base of like, you know, when you're dying, DMT, acid. Mm. It all goes back to that hard reset, that feeling of like seeing through the Wizard of Oz, and you see the man on the bike. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. sort of the description of it, but it's very hard to verbalize what you're doing, but it is what, what it's basically short circuiting and suddenly not being in it. I think the, the best, uh, the best description in relation to LSD I've, uh, I've come across is that it, uh, it removes your ability to filter information. Yes. So you suddenly, that's it. You've summed it up. Cause instead of, instead of just experiencing what's important, suddenly you're conscious of like the lyrics from a song or whatever. Yeah. And then that, it ties into how you're feeling. And, and like, it's, it's that ability to modulate ideas. You're seeing everything all at once, which you should never be doing. And you're making connections in uh, between, like between ideas and stuff that's happening in real yeah, life. Yeah. And it's, it's, all, it's all too much all at once. It's actually perfectly described what you said because hypothalamus or whatever the fuck it is, one of those things in your head, but it modulates a th- tens of thousands of ideas and picks out mm. patterns and what's important. Yeah. And it's almost like that processor stops working. So you just see all the flashes and everything. And you can't really distinguish what's and you important. See, and, you do, and you see patterns and everything as well, like literally, yeah. visually, but also in your head, you're aware of. So you start to see everything or everything all at once. And what normally happens is you've got a, a bias in your brain that will just cherry pick and go like, ooh, parking. And um, yeah. maybe let's get uh, some candy canes for the front of our Dale Orcock house to celebrate Christmas, but you're able to zone in and, and, and you can actually go like, oh, Jeff's having fun with the breast apron. But when you're out of it, you, you suddenly see thousands of Jeff's and you see all the past of it and you remember as a kid 
your aunt pointing out the breast apron and laughing hysterically and then you have all the backstory of it and then it suddenly seems really lame when you yeah. see that office office guy doing the snake and you feel like you want to beat his head repeatedly in with a glass and then, you know, because you're bored. There's another related, um, another related thing called depersonalization, where you yeah. become, a, in the same way that you become aware of all of that stuff and with derealization, like it's, it's like you're, it's like you're looking uh, through the glass at, at life all of a sudden. Yeah. With depersonalization, it's it's the same thing happens with your own thought processes and your own uh, everything internal. Oh, that's uh, that'd be fun. Do you have that'd be fun? So you basically start viewing yourself as the titted apron, and you start realizing your own thoughts are cliche and hack. Well, kind of. It's like you you start and they fall in on themselves because you have uh, with derealization you start having. You become very aware of everything, right? But then with depersonalization, yeah. you start becoming very aware of your thoughts about being aware of everything. Oh, that's good. Have you been having that as well? Oh, yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm totally aware of it. But do you think, like, is it, is it a similar kind of thing where you feel detached from your own thought processes and your yeah, own... Yeah, 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 because I'm sort of like... Um, the only thing that belies it all is... You're aware of your thoughts and I'm controlling them now and changing my sleep patterning and becoming totally automated, right? Like a robot. I really were trying to restrict my food and coffee. Like I'm thinking about quitting everything to just go down to basically binary, nothing happening. Like, you know what I mean? Like pulling sleep. But the thing that's annoying is the insight, the only thing that's failing to deliver is I feel if you're able to ride this wave, you should have a moment of clarity that allows you to to break through, like as in you should say with trading and stuff, you should be able to make the dream, which is what I've always mm. fantasized of, the 100 million. I think, look, th- look, this is You the, should be able to see the, to see the maneuvers. This is the issue with it. And it's what I've found with, uh, uh, with taking psychedelics from, the, from, the, yeah. from immediately after the first time. I remember the first time uh, I was 21 and I remember... Like I remember the moment of derealization and it was a yeah. big fucking nightmare. It was like seeing the matrix, all that stuff. Yeah. And then I, uh, at home later, I threw a bottle through a window. Okay. Yeah. And then the next day, uh, when I was starting to feel regular again, slowly, like it yeah. took a couple of weeks, but as I was starting to, I had to, I had to pay for a guy to come and replace the window. Yeah. Yeah. Because no matter what, like, even if the, even if the eight hours of being on acid uh, and all those realizations and everything that I was thinking, even if it was true, and I am in some kind of matrix. Yeah, you still have to. You have to pay for the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can have all the derealization thoughts you want, and you can depersonalize, and you can try and automate, and you can try and, uh, like, reduce your... Yeah, yeah, for sure. But but there's no there's no truth to get to. You can't... There's nothing to break through. It's the same experience of uh, anger. Where you lash out and smash a mirror or smash something, mm. and then you got to fix it. Do you know, like, like there's a moment of where you break and you just like fuck it, and you just kick your the side of your windscreen mirror off. Yeah. But then there's also where you pull back into reality and you pick it up and try put all the glass back into the container and see if you can stick it back on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you always do pay the piper. But you know what the funny thing is. It is very hard to interact when you're feeling like this. Yeah. It seems insane. Do you know, like, just watching all, everything is like, 
um, the movie montage of the Sandlot kids or some movie thing where it's all things are happening and it's just a montage of experiences and visuals. You're watching T-Ball and the parents are so excited and then they clap and they know the scoring and it all feels like a fucking shit reel. Do you know, an uh, Insta reel? Yes, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You feel like you're watching an Insta reel. What would we do if we sang at a tune? <laughs> and you're like, stand up and walk out of me. You're looking around and then you see, lend me ears. And you see your boy bunting to half line. And we'll try not to sing out a tune. And they're all cheering for him as he runs to first base. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you see a moment with a husband and wife suddenly reconciling and holding hands. We'll be all right. We'll get through this. You'll get another job. And you can just, you're getting all these weird flashes. You're seeing things in way too much detail, I think, because you spot things. You spot the way someone loads up the car and you're like, they're going to get divorced. <laughs> and you can feel like, you can tell how everyone's relationship's going on podcasts by the way they talk about their partner. You're like, that's over. That's fucked. He's cheating. Oh, fuck, she's going to leave him. Three months max. There's no way you can get treated like that. Look at the look at his tonality. It's a lot like NLP, neuro linguistic programming. Once you become aware of like language and how important it is, right? The word choice, mm. then you become acutely aware of people's their their tells because the way they describe expresses whether it whether it's come to pass is what will come to pass. The 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 the, the reverence they give to another human being, or the respect, or the way they term. Term them, you can tell where they're at. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where, where they so often um, in, uh, people talk, talk about their partner like an encumbrance, like a chore. Yeah, and the language is all there. Yeah, she, oh, she'll be coming. Do you know? And you can just hear it, and you're like, yeah, it's going. Do you know? And I'm like, they're not aware. And then six months, a year later, sometimes they stay together. That's my favorite. <laughs> that is like joyless grind, and you can just tell like. You can tell in this dissociative state where all the weak points are in their relationship. Like he's insecure, she's trying to reassure him, but she's not liking that insecurity and that's probably what will destroy them because she must keep giving reassurances that they're... Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm. different vibes or or he's very dismissive of their feelings and trying to make uh, pass something off as a joke, but she's seeing it very seriously. Yeah. And he's like, come on, it's just a bit of a laugh. That's not funny. Yeah, when, and when you're um, when you are analyzing everything rather than experiencing anything. Yeah. When you yeah when you're thinking when you're when you have this derealization uh, perspective and yes. you're uh, you are looking at everything from the outside. The motive. What you're seeing is the motive. It's hard to it's hard to stop doing it because it's all. Uh, uh, because that's 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 breaking out of the derealization mode. It's extreme nihilism. It's it's extreme nihilism. So like when you're in a moment and the admin dickhead does the snake, everyone just sees it in the moment. But I see the motive. I see his motive and the group's motive, and I'm only looking at that. Mm. Which is why they look over at me and go like, "I'm the only one laughing." Like like when I watched Napoleon and I laughed at the sex scenes. I'm looking at motives. Of the person that made that scene and filmed it. Yeah, and you're thinking about what it was like to film it and write the scene. And I'm just like, why did, why did they do so rough-handed? Why were they like that? But I'm saying to you, like, once, yeah, once you start viewing in that dissociative thing, 
you've, you really are framing things very different to everyone else. So you do seem crazy because you will see the motive rather than in the now and just experiencing that they have put uh, three candy canes at the front of their Dale Alcock home and they're excited to be in there. I just look at the desperation to, to, to have some festive feeling mm. and feel like we're part of it. We've got turkey. We're just like the rest of the street. We're all fucking having turkey. Do you know, like, I think so many of uh, people's Christmas days is just trying to convince themselves that they are a family. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're just like all the other families. We too get drunk and have trouble. Yeah, it's about, it's about creating the experience uh, and not yeah. so much about having it. And it's sort of a reassuring each other, like, yeah, 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 we, this is us doing what everyone else says they do. But even that, man, even that, like, idealised Christmas day or those idealised uh, family moments, like, those are simulacra as well. Like, that's just a, uh, yeah. like, it's, a, it's an ad from, like, the 1960s of what, it, what a Christmas day looks like. Yeah, dude, it's the fucking pork ad. It's been filtered down so many times. And now it's a, it's something that people try and plan. So they've got the uh, they've got a photo of it of what they have in the dude. They replicate the the image in their mind in real life. Everyone's replicating the image, and it's like um, it's the Australia Day pork ad. All those the montage, you know the pork pork on your fork ad. The annual. I don't. I don't. We didn't have this in New Zealand, but tell me about it. Those quintessential fucking moments that they want captured. The trifle, yeah. the, the housewife with sweat on her brow doing her famous potato salad, the fucking pulling of the fucking pulling of the dicks or whatever they, what are they called? The Christmas bonbons, <laughs> pulling of the bonbons. The crackers, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pulling the, the, of the dicks. The circle jerk, the official circle jerk moment where mm. everyone holds each other's dicks and, and r- tugs. Um, but all those things, the pull Someone on a fucking, um, on the little seahorse pool being pulled into the water. The uncle overpowering the more conservative aunt into the water. She (laughs) giggling as her boobs sort of fall out of her top. I don't know. But you know these moments? A series of Kodak commercials. Yeah, and the thing is, every, every backyard's doing the same ones. Yeah. The Jimmy Barnes, the, the nerd, Borrowing a cigarette off his fucking, the younger kid behind the shed. <coughs> Don't mind if I do. Yeah, you know, still grab one when I can, man. Do you know what I mean? Just th- these fucking, uh, someone drink driving home, someone falling asleep on the couch. We've eaten so much. Well, you'll sleep well tonight, won't you? <laughs> Fuck, we've eaten a truckload. Wow, oh, we're regretting that last fucking Jack Daniels, aren't you? <laughs> In the pool we go. Mm. One more game of darts. I don't know what their fucking ce- uh, celebrations are, but they're all cl- cliche, man. And yeah. it is very much Hallmark cards. And it's just a, um, an Insta reel snapping in these moments. And you're all a cast of it. But then if you're dissociative, you're wandering around going like fucking click, click, boom, click, click, boom, pretending to kill yourself. Do you know? Because you came out of it. I need to try and get back into it, dude. I've got to find a way to get back in. Well, that's what I was going to say is I feel like you have two – it's a very binary option that you're – or yeah, you, you have a binary option or choice to make right now. It's like you can continue to be uh, in the state of derealization, but there's nothing there, man. Like I, I, 
I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I've spent a long time in that place. It's the moment where you gr- you go out of the water and gasp for air. <sighs> That's the feeling that you're in. <laughs> and you're better off underwater, you know, as you're drifting to the bottom. You know when you're in, you lie in the water, one of the greatest, like even people with ADHD, all of them, if you lie in a pool of water and just float, to the bottom, mm. all your thoughts, because you're sort of simulating a death. Like that's, that's, your brain just goes good, right? All the noise shuts out. That's why, you know, like ADHD people should just be fucking held in pools with pool scoops underwater and just keep occasionally popping up so their brain can work. Do you know what I mean? They should do all their, th- they should have offices where people are just pushed underwater, ADHD people, so they can really focus in on the task. But, um, yeah, I'm saying you're better off just drifting like American Beauty, the bag and the breeze and just be like, what would we do? And then suddenly you look over and you're, you push someone in the pool and you're like, can I bum one of those? <sighs> Haven't had it in years, but you <coughs> still have the urge. You still have the urge. Fuck. <laughs> Don't mind me. I just had too much trifle. <laughs> <laughs> Going to put on my fucking tit apron, cook some fucking prawns. Do you know? Tit yeah, apron. I know. And then someone looking over and it's time for the photo. And what do you do? Oh, you pretend to drain the tit into your beer your beer can <laughs> like you do every year. Milking the tit in the background of the photo. <laughs> do you think they got that? <laughs> Bump knuckles with fucking Uncle Dog. Dit. <laughs> Man, um, I need, yeah, I need, I need a piss. Do you want to? Can we take a break and do another? Yeah, that's it. That's a good enough episode. One hour. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. Do you need to get a coffee? Put or that up, good? but that, we, we didn't. We didn't do one. We haven't said one joke, dude. I've got to get on meds. <laughs> These are all like philosophical nightmares. <laughs> pop, pop philosophy. Leveraging your home, margin past no 